everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Just great. It's a, a great day for a movie. Great day for the tradition of our podcast, uh-huh. our weekly tradition. Our week, yeah, we, we seem to do this every week now. Every week now. Um, <laughs> so those of you who don't know, we have a show on PBS, on OETA, called the, o- the OETA Movie Club. And uh, we come to you each Saturday night at 9. Um, we repeat the following Fridays at 11. And uh, we just bring you um, classic movies. Um, we're getting more and more new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I always yeah. feel weird saying classic movies. But for the most part, it's still the classic. It's a classic. And um, this one, is a classic today is sure. a classic. And one of the great classics um, of the movie musical genre. Uh-huh. And that is Fiddler on the Roof. Right. So we've got a great one to talk about today. And this is, this is a long film. It's a very long film. Uh-huh. It's about three hours, Yeah, but well worth it. Yeah. Um, and uh, trust me, if you haven't seen this movie, it's well worth it. If, if you've seen the stage version and haven't seen the movie, you'll love it. Um, uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Odds so, are you've probably been in the stage version <laughs> of it in high school, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. But yeah, so 1971, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, starring Topol, um, just one name, just, just one, one name. name. That's all I needed. Topol, Topol. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, it's like Elvis or Cher. That's right. I am Topol. I am Topol. <laughs> um, so for those of the, for those of you who, though who don't know this movie, Robert, go ahead and set it um, up for them. There's a, a, a uh, I say Russian peasant. He's Ukrainian, Ukrainian yeah. right? Comes yeah. from a town. Just southwest, uh, this village is just a little bit southwest of Kiev. Yeah. They used to call it Kiev. Kiev. Or maybe we were just pronouncing, mispronouncing maybe. it back then. <laughs> maybe know? so. So now, uh, do people eat chicken Kiev? I don't know. Instead of Kiev? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, okay. So uh, a Russian peasant, um, he has three daughters, and he's going through the uh, tribulation of trying to get the daughters married off. And it's all uh, at a time when anti-Semitism is growing in, in Russia. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, they're putting more and more pressure upon the people of the Jewish people of the village. Right. Um, and I think one of the funnier quotes to me that I read is by director Norman Jewison, who went to the producers and the executives at United Artists and said, you know I'm not Jewish, right? <laughs> Just because of my last name. You know, <laughs> he could have just said nothing. You know? I mean. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, great director, Norman Jewish. Right. Man, and um, did a great job with this film. Um, I, I love the way it looks, the way it's shot, um, a lot of earthy tones, right. not a lot of— You know why? I don't know why. Tell me why. Um, well, so Norman Jewison wanted a certain uh, earthy quality to the color, and he just— uh, happened to um, notice a woman. Her stockings were the kind of, were the color that he thought should be throughout the film, and so they, uh, in fact, asked the lady for her stockings, <laughs> and then stretched it over the lens over the lens of the yep. camera. Right, Which you can a- actually see it during. Uh, you can see a little bit of the the weave. Yeah, uh, during. One of the, uh, it's like 2103, I can't remember the, the uh, song. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can actually see a bit of the, the woman's 
nylon wow. stockings. Now that is, I mean, for people who don't know, that is actually an old trick to make uh-huh. the camera go a little soft, to have a little bit of a, a blur to it. Um, right. We've, I've done that before. It's been 20 oh, years, yeah. but I've done that where we've, we've bought pantyhose and stretched it over <laughs> the lens and and uh, to give it this soft, glowy effect. Back then it was legs, <clears throat> I'm sure, right? Yeah, of the, course. Uh, of little course. egg uh, um, hose. But, uh, but the director of photography, Oswald Morris, he, he was the one who – he told him he wanted this special look that, you know, he, he was known for shooting color films in very unique styles. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and then, yeah, Norman Jewison wanted this earthy brown t- to everything kind of look and, and found the lady with the stockings. But um, I want to talk a second about the, the director of photography because yeah. Os- Oswald, Oswald Morris. He's good. He's good. He's great. He actually won... The Academy Award for Best Cinematography for this, for this, but he was not able to attend the ceremony because the film he was working on at the time when they were taping the Oscars, um, they were they wouldn't let him off. Yeah, they wouldn't let him off work to go. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And then he wins. He's in what London? He's right? in Gets London. The call. Gets the call and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. middle middle of the night gets the yeah. call, wakes him up. Um, Ooh, I'd be so mad. I would be pretty mad. Yeah. I would be the, pretty mad. One of the great moments of your life. Right. Right? And you are not able to You're attend. You're not able to attend. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> and what was he shooting? Like, Gidget Goes to Hollywood I mean, exactly. or something? Who knows you know? what I mean, it was. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. London, he's shooting. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, Norman Jewison, right, he wanted, he selected um, Morris for, for this because he wanted a, um, uh, a certain look for the film. And you know he didn't he didn't cast um, Zero Mustel, yeah, as Tevye, yeah, which you know inflamed. Uh, oh yeah, all he the originated fans the show, the Broadway re- show, originated the role on Broadway because he was you yeah. know he he made that uh, a success, right? He, he um, but uh, Norman Jewison's vision for this was more of a realistic um, film. And he needed a, somebody that could, you know, pull off the realism. And he just didn't yeah. think that Zero Mustel could, could capture the dignity of the character. The, you know, somebody who was proud, you know, took pride in, in being a Jew. And, and uh, uh, yeah, he just didn't think that, that uh, Mustel could carry it off. Zero Mustel is this, you know, enormous uh, personality. You know, uh, you know, just just eats up the stage and plays right. to the balcony. And, you know, it was comedy for him. Right. And that's not the way. Yeah, he wanted to do a more serious tone, yeah. Um, Yeah, and (laughs) the story about Zero Mustel's son, (laughs) Josh (laughs) Mustel, I mean, could you tell that story? Um, Yeah, and I'm not sure I really understand this story. Josh Mustel uh, gets a phone call. Uh, somebody got a brilliant idea that they want to do Animal House as a TV series. For TV, series. which, yeah. crazy idea, uh, first of yeah. all. In prime time, In right? prime so, time, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, they wanted him to play the Belushi part in that, the uh, Bluto. And uh, for some reason, he screams into the phone, why don't you ask um, Topol's son if he wants the role? <laughs> It's so random. It's right. so weird. I mean, on and the one producers level, are probably like, "What is he talking yeah. about? Does he not want to do it? Does <laughs> right. he not want the role? Is he turning it down? Is he turning it down? Is or he just, is he? Is he I mean, it, were they the same producers of the of Fiddler on the Roof? Right. Exactly. No way. What, what, no way. No way. No. 
no, they couldn't have been. So what is he upset about? You know, somebody offered you a job. Why don't you? Why are you yelling at, at somebody? But, I don't know, but I thought that was a funny story. I didn't get, like I said, yeah. I, I don't, I don't quite understand it. Like you said, I, I don't get it because you want the work, and they probably had nothing to do with the other. He has a beef against Topol's son. I for guess some apparently so. <laughs> apparently, just, just Hollywood in general. I guess. Right, right. Um, but uh, we talked about Topol playing Tevia and everything, and and uh, beating. Zero Mostel for the role and everything, uh-huh. and, and uh, but he was actually pretty young to play the role because the the character oh, yeah. is over fifty years old uh-huh. and he was only thirty something at the time. Yeah, and supposed to be over fifty. Supposed right? to be over fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but with makeup and everything, pulled it off. But here's one of the more weird stories that I've heard about makeup and everything. So, the costume department clips. What was it? Fifteen gray hairs from Norman Jewison's beard. <laughs> okay, and glued them what? onto Topple's eyebrows. Uh-huh. And they were very specific: seven on one side, eight on the other, and to make kind of a wiry, brushy-looking. You can count them at home. You can count them at home on any close-up. <laughs> that was a weird story to me. Like, why, why? exactly? Yeah. Why would you do that? That is so weird. Because they have, um, you but, know. They have a lot of resources at their exactly. disposal. Why would you have to clip it out of the director's beard? <laughs> Isn't that weird? That was the weirdest eyebrows. That was the weirdest story I read when it's we were getting ready for this. One of the weirdest I've heard you know, <laughs> over the years. Um, one of the things I thought was really cool. They were talking about. We were talking about the look and and everything that Norman Jewison was trying to achieve and and everything and the song "Sunrise Sunset." The whole scene. There was not a single electric light used in that scene. It was no? all done by candlelight. Oh, man. Every, like, hundreds of candles. Uh-huh. Hundreds, probably. Probably even close to the thousand mark uh-huh. of candles to get the lighting achieved and everything for that song. It was like Stanley Kubrick uh, uh, for uh, his film, the great film, Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, yeah. It was all shot in candlelight. Candlelight, yeah. But it was all it, shot in candlelight. Right, and you can kind of tell. Like, it's yeah. very heavily... Lit on one side of the face and very dark on the other yeah. side of the face. This song isn't really like that. I mean, it's it's pretty bright. It's pretty, so you know. Why would you? But man, do that? hundreds of candles. Yeah. So I'm sure the props department. I mean, the uh, safety department was there just <laughs> waiting with fire extinguishers, just <laughs> at the ready. At the ready. <laughs> just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why you would do that. So, but yeah, um, the title of this. Um, show Fiddler on the Roof comes from a painting mm-hmm. by a Russian artist Mark Chagall um, very famous very famous I'm not um, familiar with the painting but he's, not, yeah, well you see the painting on the front of the movie poster and uh-huh. it's kind of a knockoff of the painting okay um, huh. I, I wonder if they had the rights for it now. yeah but well, it's, they changed it's, it a little they've bit they've changed right, it so. they changed it just enough sure um, but no it's it's um, it's called the painting is called the dead man which depicts a funeral scene and shows a man playing a violin on a rooftop. That's what you normally mm-hmm. see on the movie poster is a man playing violin on a rooftop. Yeah. Um, and it's also used by Tevya in the story as a metaphor um, for trying to survive in a difficult, constantly changing world. So they reference the painting. Um, but anyway, I just like thought that was cool that, you know. All the time, a, a rapidly changing world, right? Uh, it's, it's as true then as it is now, yeah. right? We all the time have new... Uh, yeah, I, uh, 
turbulent time. Turbulent right? time, Everybody exactly. That their time is the most turbulent. Most of all. turbulent, and then the future comes, and we uh -huh. all realize we were crazy. Now, um, Norma Crane, right, the yes. uh, actress that plays uh, Tevia's wife in this, um, she was she was uh, had breast cancer. Yeah. And, and eventually died of yeah. breast cancer. She didn't tell anybody other than the director. I was going to say they kept it kind Topol of hush hush. And, yeah. yeah, but yeah. yeah, she passed away not long after the film came out. Yeah, uh, but it's you know probably her greatest performance. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I love all the behind the scenes stuff. So we were talking a little bit about the candles and everything. Uh -huh. One of the other cool things I thought was. Um, Anytime Topol, Tevia, speaks to God, um, they had it in the exact same place um, so that he was always looking to the exact same place. And the way they achieved this by, was by hanging a white ball on the end of a stick uh -huh. and marking it, I guess, somewhere off stage or off camera. And uh, so that's how he's <laughs> able to always look at the exact spot when he's talking to God. Did they uh, write God? I, I wonder if they did. <laughs> <laughs> God is a ping pong ball. God is a ping pong ball. Look at this right here. <laughs> now, back to Broadway. Right. Yes. Uh, this ran for like well over 3,000 performances. Oh, yeah. yeah. Set a, a record, I'm not sure has been. Uh, I wonder. Because this started in 1964. Yeah. Um, you know, seven years before the movie was made. Um, Would cats have uh, eclipsed uh, that or I don't know. There's, line? I was going to say there's so many that could have. I mean, even Phantom of the Opera ran for oh, so yeah. long. I Les Miserables. Les Mis, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many that, that – now, of course, you can't count the revivals and you can't count – you know, you got to right. – this is the original right. uh -huh. um, Broadway production. it ran for 3,240-something. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, insane. It was a, a yeah unbeatable record. And because they had – you know, it ran for so long – you had uh, cast members changed over right. the years, yeah. And so you um, like um, uh, B. Arthur. B. Arthur was right. In it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played uh, uh, Golden. Yeah. And and uh, uh, didn't I read that Bette Midler would like uh -huh. eventually play uh, like, Zidal? Zidal, yeah. Um, yeah. Herschel Bernardi, a TV you know guy from the seventies, I think he was he was in this. Um, uh, 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 B. Arthur's daughter in, in the TV show Maud, uh, right. Adrian Barbeau, yeah, uh, was was in in the in the Broadway cast <laughs> of Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, um, well, let's talk a little bit about Paul Michael Glazier, Glazier, because uh -huh. uh, Starsky and Hutch, Starsky and Hutch, um, but he was originally not cast in this, and then the casting director kind of like recommended him basically uh -huh. um, over a guy that wasn't known to American audiences so they got rid of him yeah sorry don't know your name see ya. but uh, <laughs> um, that's who he replaced and um, apparently Norman Jewison didn't really agree with that casting decision but then kind of hung out with him got to know him and decided yeah this is the guy uh -huh. and the reason that that is is because he was much older than the character he was supposed to be oh, playing. Uh -huh. We talked about Topol being younger than right. the character he's playing. This guy was several years older. He was in his like early 30s, and he's supposed to be playing a, you know, uh, a old teen, early 20s, or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but he he's like the only Gentile character in the film, and uh, you know, he's like a Russian revolutionary. Uh, he's trying to gin up um, some kind of support for the coming revolution. Right. Um, in this. So, yeah, he's an outsider to begin with. So, yeah. uh, 
you know, it balances the age sort of balances out, right? Uh, yeah. Topol is is too young and he's too old. And <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> um, but the cool thing I thought about him was that director, the director, um, made because he was blue eyed, uh-huh. and he made him wear brown contacts. Now, I don't remember. I don't. I want to know how contacts were made in the 1970s. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> they were made of glass. They were made of glass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, he had to wear brown contacts for the role. Uh, I that even was... though he's Jewish, he's Paul Jewish. Michael Glazier is, is Jewish. Jewish. He's exactly. the only one. Yeah, that uh, he's actually Jewish, and lots of people in this are were Gentiles playing Jews, right? Right. But he he plays a Gentile. Even though he's, he's Jewish. Jewish. Um, oh, the iron. And they couldn't shoot in Russia. Um, yes. Yeah, they shot a lot in Croatia, I well, think. Well, it was the Soviet Union at the Soviet, time. Yeah. Right? So they didn't want anything to do with this film. And, and they, they uh, it was supposed to be really Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but, they yeah, they ended up shooting in Yugoslavia, which okay. is now, the place where they shot is uh, now Croatia. Croatia, yeah. 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 Um, Apparently, and then what they couldn't shoot in Croatia, they shot in studio and in, in, Pinewood in Hall, Studios Hall in London. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, so uh, we were talking about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, there's the Tevia's dream sequence. Uh-huh. Um, they desaturated the camera, and that was to make it almost have this black and white. It wasn't. It's not quite black and white. Uh-huh. They're, they're, it's not true black and white, but it's it's they've taken out so much color uh-huh. that it's basically black and white. I mean, uh-huh. it's just but it's so crazy to me because when you go see most stage performances of anything and there's a dream sequence, that's when all the colors come out. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's that's when uh-huh. all the every every lighting director's dream is a dream sequence because they can uh-huh. go, oh, I can turn on every light I have now and put on every blue and pink gel that I have. And just do a wash of color all over the stage, and they uh-huh. actually did it the opposite way, which yeah. I was I just found that very interesting. It works. It right? works. Sure. And then um, the other behind the scenes thing, um, the production designer Robert Boyle studied over 100 Ukrainian synagogues mm-hmm. when designing the set. He had a lot. 100. I guess so. I mean. I would think after 10, you might have it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm going to choose from number Yeah, eight. It's, it's, you yeah. get to a point where you're just like, oh, man, I'm on number 86. What did 24 look like? They I all can't start remember. to look alike again. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you've seen one, you've seen them all. You've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, I just I just thought that was pretty crazy. So what about the ho- the, the horse, the, the, the cart <clears throat> horse in there? Shmuel is what Shmuel. the cast members dubbed it, you yeah. know, named it. But um, you know, uh, they uh, they don't have in the uh, in the stage version, right? There's there is no horse. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. He, Tevia carries his own. Yeah. He has his own bit where he talks about that the horse went lame, and yeah. Well, you, you're not going to have a horse on stage, right? Right. So of course. Yeah. That's why <laughs> there's no cart horse in the stage play, right? Yeah. But but here you're on film. You can you, you can, can do have it. The, the, Battered down old horse yeah. that uh, really, I mean, it it uh, it was actually they saved it. They saved it this horse from yeah. um, a, a glue, a glue factor. factory, yeah, at Zagreb, <laughs> and um, and you know part of the deal was Norman Jewison paid a local farmer to take the horse and just you know feed it until it lived out its life. 
Yeah. Which is about three years. Yeah. But still, better than the glue factory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's much nicer. Yeah. It'd be nice to schmuel. It'd be nice to schmuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that happy note, yeah. we are out of time. Oh. We are out of time. Okay. Um, the one thing I did actually want to work in real quick is yeah. this co- film cost nine million dollars in 1971 to do. Wow. I didn't I didn't check the inflation rate or whatever, yeah. but that's that was huge in 1971. Nine, nine million. million. But you think about you know, I mean that's that's really a, a low budget film. Oh now. oh now yeah that's a very low budget film. And think now. of what they did with all with. I, know. with, with I mean, that. so many actors you have to pay and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the locations. Crazy. I mean, flying everybody to to. Croatia? Yeah. I mean, that's not cheap right there. Yeah, and this was still under uh, Marshal Tito, who was the dictator of Yugoslavia at the time. So it was still a communist country. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Getting all those people, uh, their visas and everything to, to work in Croatia, it was yep. a nightmare. Yeah. And expensive. And expensive. So, um, well, like I said, we're out of time, so uh, we got to wrap it up. But I want to say thank you, for everybody, for listening. Um, please yeah. tune in again next week. We've got another great musical to talk about next week, West Side Story. Ooh. That one always does well. Yeah. Ten, ten Oscars. I've heard I of mean, that one. I mean, yeah. You've, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. <laughs> um, and this is the original one. They they did a remake just a couple years ago, uh-huh. but this is the actual original one from 1961. Right. And, and uh, it's a great movie. So we'll be back next week to talk about it. Um, until then, please send in those celebrity photos. Oh, yes. We love getting those. You'll hear a tag at the end telling you the address and mm-hmm. everything, where to send those. And, and you know, uh, include a story. Say, you know, where you were, when it was, uh, you know, what you were doing there. And, you know, a, a little story that goes with the, the picture is always nice. It's always nice. It always helps to have those stories. Yeah. Um, so, good. all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.